Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Uh, let's bring in Mr. Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Uh, so uh, there's a bunch of, first of all, good morning. How are you, sir? Fine. How are you? I'm good. Um, I got on my list to start, you know, this economy with the GDP. We got Paul Pelosi. We got committee assignments. Maybe I'll just, you know, let you roll the dice and take which one you want first. Start with GDP, which is up, what, 2.1%, I think. 2.9. 2.9. Okay. Which is what you want. I mean, that's what, you know, we were taught way back when that this is exactly the kind of growth you want. Now, unfortunately, it meant growth slumped in the first half of the year and picked up in the second. And this year, it's probably going to head negative. We'll see. But, um... That's not bad. This this whole economy is confounding to me. I mean, jobs are still plentiful, despite all the layoffs. The unemployment rate's at its lowest point in, what, 53 years, and yet they can't seem to quite control inflation. And I think that'll be one of the storylines next week, because Federal Reserve Board's meeting next week. They're probably going to raise interest rates yet again, although probably only a quarter point, but still. It's going to make it that much harder to finance a house or a car or a yep. credit card and so forth. So, to me, that that's the ultimate story that people care about. But are the, is the White House crowing about it, or they know what all the economists say about the second half of this year, so they're being kind of muted? No, they're crowing. They're crowing about the job situation. Uh, they're crowing about the fact that last year was a growth year, despite what it is. All that matters politically, if I could segue into this, because even this week, you started with this battle over the budget and debt and how you're going to finance the government. I mean, that's pretty much almost all you heard at the Capitol this week. I mean, every press conference, every hall conversation, they're really worried about this. And when I say they, I mean Democrats, Republicans, the White House. And what they're worried about is that everybody is so fixed in their position that we're going to come up this summer, debt ceiling's going to be there, the markets are going to react, and boom. Yeah, I, I feel, as an independent, I, I think that I'd be, I'd be all for less spending, I just don't I, – I, I, everyone who I respect says, please don't peg it to this kind of thing. That's been the case ever since I can remember. And the problem is, all right, you can cut here and there, no question. And the, I was at some Republican thing the other day, and uh, somebody asked uh, – it was Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky. They said, give us some examples, and he gave some examples, which were quite valid, each of which would save the government, I don't know, $800,000, something like that. What you need to do is somehow reform Social Security, Medicare, yep. which are just, you know. Huge. But, yeah, but the minute you touch that, everybody starts screaming. Um, actually, that's a story I have to write next week. There are murmurs about this. You know, should they raise the retirement age, for example, starting in 2030? Should they uh, tax more Social Security benefits? Should wealthier people pay more Social Security tax? I think right now you pay until you hit uh, 160000 or so. Right. So nobody's talking about cutting benefits, uh, but somehow they've got to draw money from those programs, uh, both short and long term. And I'm curious to see if there's more discussion about that as the months go on. Because, again, you cannot scare the markets into thinking that you know, somehow you're going to drop the ball this summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, and the markets will respond, you know, violently, I'm sure of it. Uh, it's, listen, we're talking with David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. here on Brian and Company, WTIC News Talk 1080. I, you know, I don't want to, there's so many conspiratorial things out there about the 
Paul Pelosi stuff, and I, I just yeah. wonder, you know, first of all, I think transparency is a good thing, but, I mean, it is strange that how this stuff has been protected. I don't know if it's, you know, people conjecture as to why, but, I mean, it, I'd love to put the story to rest. Yeah, wouldn't we all? Uh, I mean, this is a fascinating uh, First Amendment issue, really. I mean, how transparent should you be? Where does the right to protect one's privacy come in? I mean, if you know you're attacked with a hammer in your own home, you want the whole world to see it. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, you know, he is the wife of the Speaker of the House and a former Speaker, and so yeah, you know, let's be transparent. Let's have a look. But I don't know. This is a tough one. Yeah, I, I, I got you. There's three things I want to get to. They're all really good. Uh, McClatchy, D.C., the cover has, you know, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina. Yeah. And there's a piece on, you know, 2024. I love 2024 stories. I can't get enough of them because I'm ready for it. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm honestly, like, I just, I got, I got the hook in me when I was in New Hampshire for 2020. So uh, the question is, does Trump have enough of an aura where legit candidates in any other cycle would run? Like, Tim Scott would run for president. If Trump wasn't oh, there. In a heartbeat, yeah. So, like, are they going to stand down? I don't know. You, there's so many of them. Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo. I go down the list. Um, we're going to get one clue today, actually, because the Republican Party, Republican National Committee, the governing body of the Republican Party, is meeting today out in California. They're going to elect a chairman for the next two years. Trump's pick, Rona McDonald, is up for another term. She's been chairman since 2016, but she's being challenged by a San Francisco attorney, Hamid Dillon. Um, if this attorney wins, okay, now the, the attorney is very much in the Trump camp. I mean, she represented Trump, in fact. But it's still a message that the party wants to go its own way. This isn't a party that's suddenly going to turn to Charlie Baker or Larry Hogan, but it does tell you they want some independence from Trump. So that's clue number one. Number two, it, who among this cast of prominent Republicans is actually going to do it? DeSantis, Scott, Taylor, whoever does it, uh, are they setting themselves up to be Trump's foil? I mean, Trump's pretty good at, you know, ripping an opponent apart, as we saw. Yeah. Who wants to be first in line? But the other problem is, if they all jump in, Trump's going to get 30% in a New Hampshire primary. He's going to get 30% in a Michigan primary. So that could be enough to win if you have a multi-candidate field. So there's so many layers to this. Um, now, the other thing, has Trump really caught on? I mean, you see, what he announced his campaign in November. We're two and a half months later. He Has he really gained any momentum? Well, I, but I actually think this is one area where he's being shrewd, because if he starts campaigning hard and people don't show and this and that, it's going to be a problem, and I think that he just knows that he's got a long runway. I mean, I think he he announced to crowd people out and to avoid, like, prosecution. And so mm -hmm. I, I think he's being smart staying out of the limelight for this stuff because it, he doesn't want to peak or get bounced too early. Yeah, and I think there's also some evidence that he's running, uh, should I say, a more professional campaign. In other words, they're hiring certain staff, they're being more strategic, they're raising money. That's all the building the foundation you need to build. That often happens if you run once or twice and realize you have to do more than just show up at a debate or tweet or whatever. So there is that. But right now, you know, tell me how the economy is going to be in a year, and I'll, I'll tell you who's running and who who could win. Now I don't want to go too deep into this 
the Russia Trump stuff, and, and I have uh, definite opinions on a couple of things, but I don't know. Were you able to read the Times thing on John Durham and all that stuff? I don't know if you got no, a chance to get it. Okay. No, I didn't. So we'll talk about that next week. The, the last thing I want to ask you before we let you go, we're talking with David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C., is the committee assignment, you know, yeah. thing. And, and, you know, listen, I mean, there are some things that, you know, Adam Schiff definitely said some things that were, you know, you can honestly say as an independent, we're not totally responsible. But at the same time, it does seem like retribution here. I mean, but then you hear that, that McCarthy and Hakeem Jeffries are getting along great. So I don't really have exactly. a sense of how things are, what's going on. I think McCarthy did what he had to do to satisfy the far right wing of his party. But the idea of retaliatory committee assignments is, is frightening. Democrats, you know, arguably did it. I would argue they didn't. But a lot of people think that by knocking Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar off committees that they engage in this. But there were reasons they did that. It wasn't just, you know, and, and McCarthy would argue there were reasons he did that. But still, this is something new to the Capitol. And uh, where it could go, I don't know. What's interesting to me, committee assignments, and this is really in the weeds, the Rules Committee in the House, which pretty much sets up what can be considered on the House floor and what can't, it's usually under the tight control of the Speaker, which means leadership gets its way. It leads to compromise. Well, McCarthy put some people on the committee now who put him over the hump uh, two weeks ago when he became Speaker, and boy, what you see playing out now. I mean, they must have had 30 votes yesterday. They got more today. It's... <laughs> People would say this is great, this is democracy, but we'll see uh, whether they're able to get anything done with this new alignment. David, as always, just awesome stuff. We appreciate it, as always. Hope you have a great weekend. Pleasure. You too. Talk to you next week. Uh, David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. Go all in at McClatchy.